Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Rebel. Vicious. But brilliant. Deal with it. What's got around the back? And Richie Wood has done it again. The magic man has come up with another trick. Well, there's a chance to seal it. It's done. It's Georgie Kelly. everybody welcome happy easter welcome to new york talk happy easter uh on this lovely sunday evening i think it is this weekend days get away from us don't they um we have a win we have a lovely lovely friday to talk about um at new york stadium 3-1 victory plenty of happenings uh most of them john hugel to be honest with you uh <laughs> but we'll, we'll talk about that as the night progresses uh mix with us how you doing michael all good, mate. Thank you. All good, you? Yeah, very, very good. Uh, Danny is back with us. How are you going, Danny? I'm doing very well, thank you. I've already eaten one Easter egg uh, and taking two bunnies on the bus tomorrow. Good start. Start. <laughs> um, sure and all you Ben fans. Go on, sorry, go on, mate. I'm, sorry, I'm not sure what that means, but go on, carry on. Chocolate bunnies, mate. All oh, right, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and all you Ben fans, Ben is back from the NFL Hello. Academy. How is it going, Benjamin? It's going all right, yeah. I'm all right. Yeah, it's good. So, John's in the comments. We'll start with this first. Um, me, we all think that Ben looks a bit like Cam Humphreys. I think he looks more like Cam Humphreys when you're close up, to be honest with you. John Morell says Ben is back. He highly <laughs> recommends that he's a 70s film star look. <laughs> I don't know which one would you prefer, Ben? Let's we not, we not I prefer it? Cam Humphreys and 70s. <laughs> Film star, yeah. <laughs> I could think of something worse, but yeah, fair enough. I mean, there's a worse type of film star, but anyway, we'll move on. Yeah, exactly. Yes, <laughs> moving on. Uh, Dave Lawson says, "Evening all, boing boing." Thank you very much. Josh is with us. He predicted three one. Very very well done. Um, Stephen Thomas, Kim Haywood, Graham Lindley are all with us. YouTube says, "Good evening, gentlemen. Bring on Norwich." Yeah. Uh, Lucas Wildgoose, yeah, the pitch seemed very, very much drier than last time, which is mm. it's true. The pitch, the pitch looked nice, to, to be fair. Very much underwater last time we saw it. Um, <laughs> uh, Mick, do you want to mention the um, the banner, uh, the, the uh, just giving page that you, oh, the, the banner that's we not on to... yet? Yeah, 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 yeah. Not a problem. Um, yeah, just it's just a quick mention for Andy Womble, who's the son of Trevor Womble, the ex Miller. Um, 
played for the Millers in the 70s. Bit of a, a bit of a legend, to be honest. Uh, Trevor's suffering from dementia now, uh, unfortunately. Um, and, and Andy is doing the Three Peaks Walk uh, to raise some cash for Dementia UK. So if you're feeling generous, um, the Just Giving page, the details of the Just Giving page will run along the bottom of the podcast tonight. So uh, please, if you can spare some cash, uh, contribute to Andy's um, fundraiser. Is it? They're aiming to raise 500 quid. I think they're about 180, 190 at the moment. So uh, anything we can do to, to get them to, towards that target will be very much appreciated, I'm sure. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll retweet it from the uh, podcast account as well. So if you can't, if if you watch, if you're uh, listening uh, on the audio podcast, just go onto our Twitter page. You will find it upon there somewhere. Yes. Um, Chris Page says Tom Selleck's in the room. There's no one to bend on turn up very often, is there? <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know who that is. So uh, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna acknowledge. Yeah, it. it's difficult Ben's time. I can't even see if you watch. You know, yeah. So, <laughs> He is still alive if that helps. Um, <laughs> let's move on. Let's talk about some football. Um, a 3 1 win on Saturday, which turned out to be a crucial one. It was always going to be crucial, but the results as they turned out, uh, we could have been level on points with the relegation zone for a crucial, huge three points um, in the season. Uh, let's start with the negative, Danny, and that was the, the goal that was conceded. Just get it out of the way because, other than that, it's, it's all plain sailing positivity. Um, Jordan Hugel gave away the penalty. Mick, we'll come on to Mick, Mick's view in a minute, initially. Uh, but you can't go in like that. It was just, the kindest thing I can say is it was a striker's tackle. I, I thought it was it was, it was was silly. You've took the words right out of my mouth there, Mark. It was exactly a centre-forwards challenge in the box. Um, wow, Jordan Hugel was absolutely everywhere. He was in thick action the whole time. <clears throat> we've talked about being a one-man team in the past, but Hugo effectively did everything himself bar Fossil's goal. Because mm. um, he missed a sitter, then gave away a penalty, scored a brace, nearly scored a hat-trick. Um, so, yeah, he was more or less everywhere. But, like you said, centre-forward's challenge in the box. Um, I mean, looking at the replays, you could argue that their play has gone down a little bit softly, but it's one of them challenges where you feel the contact, and there is contact, and he's gone down and he's given the penalty away. Um, I mean, I thought it was a penalty at the time as well. And it's like, oh, no, here we go. No, first and all that. Um, Victor was very unlucky, in my opinion, not to save it. Mm. It was afterwards, the shot was actually slower than he thought it was going to be. And he went past it, didn't he? Yeah. And he was so close to saving it. I thought he'd saved it. If you watch the replay, there's a very um, ecstatic Danny thinking he saved it. And then I realised he's gone in. Um so that's hard lines for Victor that he were upset with himself, but yeah, it's a penalty. That's all it is. Yeah. No complaints from me about it. We we were very far away, mate, but you were not very happy at the time, were you? But I, th- I think you've changed your mind, haven't you? Yeah, I mean it was uh, heat of the moment stuff. Um it, it looked the way that the way it went down from the distance we were at, it looked it looked soft, shall we say. Um it looked like a bought one. But um, I, I bow to the knowledge of people who were closer than I was. So um, if it's um, if they're saying it's a pen, it's a pen. Yeah, uh, Jamie with a valid point. Yeah, what's frustrating? We've had we've had more fouls, more convincing, and haven't been awarded the penalty. Yes, that is yeah. true. Mm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll go to another penalty incident in a moment, possibly. 
Um, Josh Yusuf also points out another negative is right has potentially broken something, his ankle or his foot possibly, which is a big, big blow. Um, but there's not much more we can say on that. Really, right, it's unfortunate for him, Mick. I suppose I mentioned that. Because I had a, a, defensively, we were really good. This is not leading defences coming to Jordan Hugel. Defensively, within, with and without Bailey Wright, I thought defensively we were excellent. <coughs> we really, really frustrated them. We, again, we'll talk about them in a bit more detail later on. Mm. Uh, but you've got to give our, our defence all the credit in the world because other than one moment where the striker gave away a penalty, we were never in danger, were we? No, we weren't. We weren't, not at all. Uh, they, were, they were absolutely solid. Um, it, was, it was great to see Yelda back. Uh, mm. And that's no disrespect to Colin Bramall whatsoever. Um, but uh, yeah, they were, they were absolutely rock solid. Um, and, and even when Bailey Wright went off, Blackett came on. And I'm sorry, John, uh, I know you won't agree with this, but he was outstanding. He was absolutely right. solid as a rock. Um, so no, no issues there at all. Defensively, we were excellent. Mm. Yes, we were. I yelled, in, yelled even nearly scored in the first half. That was that absolute thunderbolt. Yeah, it just it just hit the keeper <laughs> anywhere else, and it's in the back of the net. Really unfortunate mm. um, for that one. But yeah, um, Ben, you should never boo a former player. That's the moral <laughs> of the story. I don't care if he misses a sitter and gives away a penalty. Don't boo him. <laughs> no, especially five five minutes into the game, whatever it was. I think it was less than five minutes. Yeah. I mean, it's probably his best game for Rotherham, and yeah, they just motivated him even more. And I mean, who, who else was it? Um, was it Freddie? They did the same thing, Freddie the yeah, and, yeah. and then he yeah. scored from that corner. Like you just don't do it. It's just it's, it's bad luck. You can do it after the game, or if you're winning three 0 but you never do it when it's nil nil, five <laughs> minutes in. Never do it. Yeah, yeah. How good was Hugo, Danny? I mean, he got two goals. So it's, it's very very easy to say oh, it was his best performance for, for all of United. But for me, we just put ball in box. Uh, and, it, and he attacked mm. it and it went really well. I, I don't think he played as well as we're making out. I, I thought he had a really good game. But I think he's been pretty consistent, to be honest with you. I, I, I don't think he was above and beyond. He just scored. I think with Hugo, he's a little bit of um, an Ollie Rathburn character where he's consistent every game, but you tell when... Um, all the pieces aren't moving correctly, if that makes sense. Yeah, you know, it's like we, we said against Hull that he didn't really get the service, um, that he thrives off, you know, the balls into the six yard box or in the box in general, or effectively balls over the top, you know. Um, didn't get them against Hull, got him in boatloads against uh, West Brom, and he got two goals, and he could have actually had four on the, mm. on the day. Um, so yeah, I think his performance shone through because we did the things that gets him chances, you know. Um and that's that's what it is. It's deep crosses into the, the penalty area from from corner kicks and from out wide and getting the ball into dangerous areas. We did it in boat loads and I think we had what twenty four ish around there. On that one. Um, yeah, so with twenty one stats in in, in twenty one I think in total. So we, in the last three games we've had two shots on target. We had ten on Friday. There you, there, there you go. Funny, isn't it? You shoot at goal and you score goals. <laughs> I swear it was Mark Lowen who quoted that back in the day. Um, but yeah, we just created more chances and but what's happened, effectively. Mm. Um, it'll be much harder to create as many chances against Norwich, I think. But I saw the stat today that <laughs> like the 
fifth most clinical team from shots on target, something like that. Uh, like yeah. the topics, like I don't know, like Middlesbrough, Burnley, Sheffield United, all of them, and then suddenly yeah. Rotherham's there. Like I don't know how we've got there, but we have. Um, it's because we don't have any shots, Danny. That's why. Probably. <laughs> probably. <laughs> but when we do, but when we should, yeah. do get a shot on target, it's yeah. probably going to go in. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Apart from the one we'll talk about in a minute, but um, yeah, we we were a lot better against West Brom, and if we take yeah. that confidence into Norwich, we should. And I'm putting big quotation marks next to shunts. Um, be okay. Yeah. Um, Troops travel Roman for explosives. Great result for Rotherham, but they were really poor. Yes, Mick. That is true. I thought West Brom were bad, particularly in the second half. You know, in the last 20 minutes, they gave up. I think Ben mentioned that when we watched it. I think, I think they did give up. But at what point do you sort of say, yeah, they, they were maybe weren't great, but they weren't great because we didn't let them be great. We put them under immense pressure, particularly in the second half. That's down to us. Do, do, do we deserve? Are we maybe underplaying Rotherham United because we think because West Brom? We think they play badly. Well, I mean, West Brom are a, a big club, aren't they? You know, they've got Premier League Premier League pedigree. The, the you know they're a, they're a, a big club in inverted commas. So yeah, it must be down to them being crap and not us being being excellent. That seems to be the way it goes, doesn't it? You know what I mean? No, I, I thought they're not the worst side they've played this season by any stretch, I don't mm. think, uh, in New York. The worst team to come down here so far this season is Bristol City and their beaters. That's true. Um, right. They were woeful. Um, so, but I think I think you're right. I think we put them under pressure. I think they, they kind of believed their own hype and expected that they were just going to be walking out with three points and not have to do, do up for it. Um, and they got a bit of a shock. And then, the, like you said, Towards the back end of the game, we certainly, certainly, I mean, Ben would probably argue for the third goal, but certainly after the third goal, they just threw a towel in. They weren't interested. They, mm. they, they, they spat the dummy out. They started getting all tetchy and 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 a bit a bit nasty and and, and what have you. But yeah, they, they, they weren't they weren't awful. They were just bang average. Yeah. Um, but but listen, with the exception of Burnley, this division is bang average. Mm. And it is. There's, there's no question about it. It, 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 it. You know, and we're down where we are because we've not been quite bang average often enough, and that's yeah. why we are where we are. Um, so, but yeah, I thought um, we deserve the result, and we deserve the result because of the way we play, where we played, not because of the way they played. That's yeah. that's my. I think so. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. But, but on that, also, Ben, I thought first half, again, this may go against what some people think, but I thought first half we were okay. I thought we attacked in spells. I don't think we put them anywhere under any, for any intense pressure for that 45 minutes. We came out level. Maybe could have won, maybe could have been leading at halftime. That had, you know, handball not happened on the line, which we'll talk about in a moment. Um, but we were still better than them. But we then had another level. And took it to the next level in the in the second half. I thought. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to t- it's hard to tell sometimes, you know, like whether it was us that's good or it's them that's bad. Especially when you're just watching the game and you don't know, like, because we don't know what their game plan was, we don't know what our game plan was, we don't actually, you know, actually know the truth in that if they were just bad or we shut them down mm. and then they were bad after that and we were just good. So you don't know about that. Um, what work question? <laughs> we we improved us so up. The first half we were we were we were okay, I thought. But second oh, half yeah. we were we, were, we we took it up a level, didn't we? 
Yeah, I thought I, I thought in the first um, half an hour, I thought it had potential to be a really long day. Mm. I thought that they were showing some some signs of uh, good, but we were showing no effort. Fergie were drossing the first twenty five minutes, were trying. <laughs> there were a couple of players like that, and it was just it looked like it could be a, when that penalty went in. I thought it could be three or four nil, but we weren't obviously. <laughs> well, obviously, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I wouldn't say Dross, but I, I would say it was okay in the first half. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think was it was it you? It might have been you or Mick that said, um, "Well, stats, stats, stats me, say, yeah. say that we should go home." Yeah, and I thought it could be four or five now. There's always that worry. West Brom have got quality players, aren't they? If you, if you give that to that those type of teams a lifeline or a leg up almost, then you, you've got to worry. And like and like we said, Danny, with with the stats, without without record pre Friday. You you fear the worst. You go one nil down, and you genuinely fear right. This is going to be you know Coventry game where we lose com- essentially comfortably two nil, and Bristol City when we end up losing three one. You've got to give so much credit to the players that they found a way to turn that around, and because they didn't, the, the heads didn't drop. They were back up straight away. That goal almost galvanised us, which it, it's not done all season. Yeah, I mean you talk about quality from West Brom's end, uh, that effort from DK. That Victor did a very, yes. a very, very good save with. That is exactly what we're up against. Those moments of brilliance that undo us. Like it happened against Reading. Two moments of brilliance undid us, and that was that. Um, but yeah, you're right. I mean, it might have been the manner in which we did concede because it's sort of different conceding from a penalty. Because off the top of my head, it's like an eighty percent conversion rate, so it's silly yeah. like that. So it's a different <clears throat> manner when you concede to a penalty than someone's mistake or like. Effectively leaving a gap and them exploiting it, etc. But yeah, it was the first time all season we've come from behind to win. You know, obviously we drew against Swansea. Um, it only took us until April, which <laughs> you know, at least we've done it. That's the point. We've done it. You know, we've broke. We finally broken the duck, and hopefully, if it happens again, we can go in with the West Brom mentality of well, we've done it once. We can do it again. Um, yeah. It took us a, lot, a very long time to break it, but. We're now over that hill. Um, and we've also shown we've got the quality from um, set pieces and from open play yeah. to get back in games. So, Matt Taylor, take it away. Yeah, there's an Easter joke in there somewhere about coming from behind for the first time at Easter. I can't quite work it out. <laughs> there's something there. Um, so, if any comments wants to work it out for me, I'd appreciate that. Um, Mike the Miller says, Ben, did you really just say that Fergie wasn't trying? I'll let you. Yeah. I'll let you come back on that. I did say that in the first twenty-five minutes. Well, it, it's this is what it looked like to me, and I might be wrong, could be wrong, may well be wrong. It looked like he was trying to show that he was trying, but he wasn't. Mm. Like it was, oh, I can't get that. Oh no, I can't do that. Just little things like that, and he weren't, he weren't anticipating. He was just going through motions. That's it. Not wasn't trying, going through the motions. Yeah, I thought I thought Fergie was one of the only ones that didn't have a really, really good game. I thought he was fine. I don't think he shone like like some of the other players. Uh, but we're we're gonna have a positive show tonight. Um, <laughs> the first goal, but let's talk a bit about the first goal. Connor Coventry with the with the assist from the corner. We, again, we're gonna definitely gonna talk about Connor Coventry in a minute. Um, but he just showed that getting the ball in the box, it's a corner, so you're obviously gonna do that. But it just showed what what kind of havoc that we can cause. And that Jordan Hugo can cause because he he can win headers. He's a big, strong bloke, and he'd been booed for forty five, nearly forty five minutes. So <laughs> you've, you've got to put teams under pressure, and we and we did, and it paid off. 
Yeah, absolutely. And and I think I said... Did you say me? Mick. No, oh, I right, thought... I was gonna say. Hey, listen, Ben, I thought he said Danny, so... I was going to say, I thought he said Ben. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for someone else to respond, because I thought he said... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't think he said Ben or not. I, I realised that when, as soon as there's an awkward silence, it must be me. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I, I said before, just as he took it, for God's sake, beat first man because yeah. his corners were never mm. beating the first man. Um, and this one did and ended up in back at net. Um, so, yeah, it was a decent corner. Um, and, and Hugo, he were, he were having that. He was having that. He was one of them when, you know, he'd, he'd had so much stick. Um, and then he'd given away a penalty. I think, I don't think anybody wants to get in his way, to be fair. Um, but, they're the zonal marking. Yeah. Zonal marking from corners. I, I don't know whether I've mentioned this before, but it doesn't work. <laughs> no, it doesn't work. Um, and there you go. You left you leave somebody like Hugo free, and they did. Um, you know, it's 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 gonna hit back at net sooner or later. So um, yeah. Hopefully Norwich employ the same tactics. It's just, it's just madness, isn't it? It's just a, a, a madness tactic. I don't get it. I'm mm. sure some highly qualified coach will be able to explain it to me, but it, once they have done, it doesn't work. It's pretty, isn't it? It's just pretty. It's like ticky-tacky. It's just pretty. It's yeah. how you're supposed to play football. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 the way that you're supposed win. to defend. So yeah, but it, it doesn't work. But that's why that's why that's why we maybe that's maybe maybe on on Friday we 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 targeted that. Because every every time we put the ball in the box, when it beat the first man, it looked like we were going to have some joy every single time, and obviously it did twice. Well, if you put listen, if you put if you put um, a solid idea and a solid plan behind a few, uh, literally set. I know it's a set piece, but set pieces like set movements on the players. If you put thought and time behind that against a team who doesn't necessarily train set pieces as much and just says we'll zone or mark and then goes over it for twenty minutes in training and then don't visit it for two weeks. Hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Uh, what did I say? I forgot what I was saying. Well, you made your point. You're absolutely <laughs> right. Yeah, it's, nice you it. it's usually me forgetting what I'm on about. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you put time and effort into creating a set piece and you go against a team like that, it's going to work. And that's especially when mm. you're down there. I know it's cliche, but you look at some managers in the past, Warnock, Sean Dyche, they use set pieces to advantage because some people uh, kind of take it for granted. Yeah, they do. Uh, Josh is just halfway through the half. His granddad said that Coventry is terrible, and so did the people next to him. Next next minute, another terrible corner. Five minutes later, he assists the goal. Uh, <laughs> there you go. But the, the half ended with a little bit of controversy, Ben. Um, now, I don't know which part of the controversy you want to talk about. There was a hand, let's talk about the handball on the line first, which I think came from the Hugel header, which came off the bar onto his arm. I'm willing. <laughs> to give the referee the benefit of the doubt, because I think he's got a couple of bodies to look through. And the liner was wrong-sided because of where the liner is on the pitch that the liner can't see. That There's just no way for the liner to see that. Um, I thought the referee had a pretty good game. There's maybe a moment or two, but I thought the referee had, had, a, had a really, really solid game. Um, but it was a penalty, but I understand why he didn't give it. How, how did you see it? Yeah, I originally, I didn't... I saw the handball, but I didn't acknowledge the handball, if that makes sense. Like, I yeah, didn't yeah. clock on that it was handball until 20 seconds after. And going, yeah, he's just, he's just, yeah. <laughs> he just volleyballed it off at things. Because I was too busy looking at linesmen and ref to see if you were looking at his watch or not. Or not. But I mean, you look on Twitter and the replay, it looks like it's gone in. 
not the not the Hugo header, but the, the Chio header. It looks like the re uh, not the header, the volley. Yeah. It looks like it's bounced out, hit his arm, bounced back out a little bit, and then they've stopped it. So I don't mm. know what happened with that. But here's here's the thing. Do you want to know why kickoff was delayed by about five minutes? It's because yeah. Hawkeye wasn't working when the game kicked off. Now, if you watch Hugel's header, the one that comes off the bar and hits the player's chest. That wasn't the one that was checked. The one that was checked is the one that came off the player that we all that hit his hand. Mm. Um, that I think, um, oh, I'm trying to remember uh, that Les Payne said sort of rolled down his body and off his arm. Mm. I mean, you've seen certain angles from, um, yeah. from the away end and stuff that didn't happen, but that's the one that, that Hawkeye checked, and that was the one that wasn't in, but it was like on the line by like three fourths of an inch, so much stupid. But they, like, didn't, they didn't measure it from the right time, though. If you, no, if you they watch, didn't. They, they, they didn't measure it from Hugo's yeah. header. They, they've, they've measured it from when the players hit it, and it's like sort of gone off and effective coming off his body, and that's where they measured it from. Because if you watch the extended highlights on iFollow, yeah. it shows you the check. Yeah. But it doesn't show you the check on anything else, interestingly. Um, but yeah, it were a bit of a hmm. Now then, when you put the pieces together, yeah. you know, it's it's interesting. I mean, we won the game, so it don't matter. But we very nearly had a Sheffield United against Aston Villa Bill, situation yeah. on our hands. So it was mm, interesting. Mm. It's one of those, I feel sympathy for the referee because the referee can't see the handball. Lionel can't see the handball. The goal line technology has nothing to do with them. The Lionel can't over, I don't think the Lionel can overrule the technology. <laughs> I, don't, I think that Lionel had some issues with putting his flag up uh, on Friday. Yeah. Yeah. But that, that particular incident, I think they got it wrong. I think they got both decisions wrong. But you can't blame anybody on field for it. No, I mean the the, the linesman's flag weren't working when it, it was broke. Um, <laughs> poor lad. <laughs> Even when they were a corner or a goal kick, he refused to flag for it, didn't he? Did, yeah. Walked at corner. I'm not flagging. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean the, the, the linesman can't see it from there. If the referee's got players in his way, which you know it's a crowded penalty area. I, I fully accept that he's not seen the handball, you know, and it is a clear handball. Yeah, there's, there is, there's no question about it. Um, so, no, nah, I mean, it's easy to say from a 3 1 position of a 3 1 victory, isn't it? You know, if, if we're losing 1 0 um, and we end up losing the game 1 0, then maybe I might paddy a little bit more. But um, given the circumstances, reality of it is that the referee, you can't you can't blame the referee. I do have an issue with the, and, and again, it's, a, it's, it's not, it doesn't matter to us. But looking at the way that the ball's measured using Hawkeye when it's when it's shown on, on the screen, um, it, it hits the player, bounces off the player, and then it's measured. It's not mm. measured when it hits the player. Just, 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 for, just, just for people watching on YouTube, yeah. you can see from the top of my thumb to the top of the tape measure, that's how far the ball was on the line. 33 millimetres, apparently. Yeah, yeah. 33 millimetres. So yeah. Cheryl Stone and Nicholas I wonder, I wonder with the technology whether, whether it's allowed... I don't know because it, it can't measure arms, can it? I wonder if the arms got in the way of the technology because it's hit the arm, bounced off the arm, and then they've done the measurement. So I wonder if the if the, if the arms. How does it work? I don't get how it works in the first place. I don't yeah, it know. can. I, I, it must it be some camera, sort of scanner that measures the ball because you've seen them measure the ball before. Where they hold hold it up yeah, yeah, and yeah. scan it round. So maybe that's something know. Howard Webb yeah, does. Does it factor in body parts and everything? We yeah, don't exactly. Know. If that's the case, if someone's studying where it's scanner, does it does it not work? People, people. That, that's one of the things that happened with the villa, with the Aston Villa one at Sheffield United. I, I think because the keeper the, had it, didn't it? in the wrong way. 
Yeah. Um, Marcus Keeper yeah. and he went inside the post, but yeah, anyway. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, Tom <laughs> nice to know that liners are starting to elbow round elbowing people. Howard mm. has got bigger things to worry about than, than goal line technology at New York nice, State. Yeah. It'd be one of them where it's like right at the bottom of the email that he sent to someone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, by the way, this didn't work properly. Yeah, very. Uh, it were a Liverpool player. It's not. It's not a problem. <laughs> and, and let's be fair. I know we're going off topic. Well, if, if that linesman that actually elbowed him, Robertson screaming on floor like no, he's not. No, he's not. Moving no, on. It's Robert. <laughs> no, I'm just saying it's Robertson. It's not Nunes, is it? Again, off topic. Did you hear Roy, Roy Keane after the game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. He, no. Just, he, just, he just kept calling Andy Robertson a baby over and over again. <laughs> a big baby, Andy Robertson. It's just a baby. We just got to see him go watch it. Roy Keane's a gem. Um, John Hugel in the action again. Uh, <laughs> um, then this is his second goal of the game. This one took me a bit by surprise because it, it seemed like it came from really far out. And I don't know whether the goalkeeper was unsighted or, or what, but it just took me by shock that it actually eventually hit the back of the net. But that, maybe that's how good a header it was. Yeah, I remember seeing the ball go into the box. Uh, it was a free kick, wasn't it? Mm. Mm. I, remember, I remember seeing it go into the box. Fergie. Fergie. And I just uh, I remember it going into the box and I remember him heading it. Or like, I just remember seeing, you know, and you don't really see who heads it, do you? You just yeah. see. Loads of bodies go towards it, and then I just see it going in, and I just, yeah. it caught me by complete surprise because I thought keeper were going to get to it. I thought it from mm. edge of box, and it like mm. one of them slow headers, but it was just yeah. perfectly placed, and it was just beautiful and perfect. That it was Hugo again. Mm. <laughs> yeah, and, and again, I get a great response from just after half time. Then that's we scored just for half time. Shortly after half time, they're two of the best times to score because. You, you kill the half-time team talk before half-time and you score afterwards and you've just killed the, the talk that they actually did have. It's, it's mm. a really good time to score and it, it really did just put them sort of back in their place a little bit. Yeah, it did. And it was great that it was Jordan Hugel. He, he sent the game one way, even away the penalty, and then sent it the other way by scoring a brace. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like you say, Ben, the ball seemed to hang in the box re- really, really long. It was really slow. Mm. Um, I thought the keeper was just going to collect it, but it sort of bounced in that one awkward position and then the keeper's not got to it in time. And I was actually quite annoyed because I was halfway through eating a pie when he scored. <laughs> so again, if you watch the replays, there's me jumping up and down with the pie still in my hand. So thankfully I didn't lose it this time. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, like I said, great time to score. Um, completely null- nullified whatever team talk they had. Um and we sort of just cracked on from there. You know, there were only like two times where they really threatened in the second half. Um, and we just sort of handled it. You know, that, that, that 45 minutes where we got the goal back and kicked on, we sort of just handled it correctly. Mm. Um, Chio could have scored two absolute scorches yeah. of goals. The one that led to Fozzi's goal and the one later on in the half as well that came off the crossbar. So we just sort of cracked on and I think mm. that's the mentality needed to get forward we need to get back on level terms if we do go behind and then crack on with it and if we do that mm. now we've beaten West Brom and carry it on in future who knows we could see another win from behind it's a habit isn't it and winning in general is a habit but finding a way to go behind and I think it's very easy for teams just to sort of go oh, we've gone behind that's that's you know the stats even if you're not rolling United the stats are against you when you go behind 
it's very easy for heads to drop, especially when you're bottom at table and you feel like everything's going against you. So to find a way to drag yourself out of that position, um, even if it was, you know, Hugo was a huge part of it. It's, it led by example, certainly in that first, uh, in the, both of those goals, which was pretty special. Uh, before we talk about the third goal, because we've got to talk about the third goal, because it was probably, it was the best. Let's give some other players some praise. Uh, Matt Squires says, Harding's best game for a while. We'll go to the president of the West Harding fan club, Mick. Um, he were back. Wes were back, wasn't he? And I was so pleased that he were back. He, he did everything right. It was pretty quiet, you know, it, but he putting a few crosses, defensively really, really solid. That That's the Wes. That's Wes all over. Yeah, he's, he, and and for for all those people saying that he's he's not good enough for this this league, in your face, yeah. absolutely he is. There is no question about it in my mind. He's been out of touch. That's all. It's as simple as that. Uh, and he was back to being Wes on on Saturday. Absolutely yeah. solid as a rock. Um, had a had a shot <laughs> had a shot in the second half, which yeah. which with his left foot, which would have torn back a net off had he got through because he, he hit it with some right pace. But no, I mean, listen. Wes Harding is a quality footballer. He's a championship footballer all day long. Um, but he's been out of touch. He's back in there. He's back. Wes is back. And it's just about right as well that Lee Peltier, because Lee Peltier obviously suffering from an injury as well. So he stepped in and stepped up. Absolute fantastic. Really pleased. Really pleased for Wes because it must have been getting him down, his form and you know his performances and, and everything else. So... Love him. Yeah. Yeah, but no, that's like, well, not much else to say, Ben, is the way I suppose. He's, he's been, he has been bang out of touch. Matt, to be fair to Matt Taylor, Matt Taylor sort of credit, he pulled, he just took him out. He took him out of the team. Peltier obviously obviously started, and that seems to have worked. It, it seems to have just got, got his head right. Because for me, whereas it's always mental. Whenever he has a brain fart, it's just a, it, that's all it is. He's not bad, he's just got a brain fart. Um, and it was just solid as a, along with the rest of the back well, five, if you count Blackett coming on, it was just they were solid as a rock, all of them. Yeah, um, I would say it's only one game though, isn't it? <clears throat> you know, he's had, yeah. had one good, he's had one good game, it's not like he's had four good game on four good games on bounce. He had one good game against an average team where we won 3 1, so it's kind of hard to, you know, no one really had a bad game, did they? You know what I mean? Yeah, but everything's all happy sunshine when you win. But if 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 he lost and he played like that, what would you be saying about him? You know what I mean? It, 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 it was a, it was an all right it was an all right performance. He's um it's just for me he's so good at uh, making the tackle, slide tackling, mm. right timing, the timing mm. of the tackle is so good. I don't know why he didn't play over Peltier to be honest. In my opinion, I think he's better than Peltier. Um, but Peltier because he went out of touch. Here. I don't know about that one. I think I think he just I think he failures favors not failures I think in a Taylor in my head and said favors <laughs> I think I think Taylor favors Taylor favors um experience of a yeah I think that's true Harding mm. but I think that, yeah. for me I don't know why I don't know why I've been playing I know he's been out of touch I guess but he's uh, when he when he's good he's he's a solid solid right back for this mm. division. Yeah, yeah, he is. Um, John Rells has nailed on to be a derby player coming come this summer. You know, what's that? Happen? Um, yeah, troops travel from us. I don't think Tiller likes him. I just think I, I think Ben's right. I think he just prefers Peltier, which I get. But Wes gives you that, that cross for the cross in the first half, which I think Hugo should have scored from, or maybe won the header and it went over. That's what Wes gives you that Peltier doesn't, um, which is really, really important. 
Um, but yeah, um, we'll come on to those a couple of individual performances because there's something more to mention. But the third goal, Danny, the best goal of the afternoon from almost start to finish. You started with a with a darting run from Chio, really deep, uh, which allowed him to get, eventually get the shot up, which hits the post. Fossil recycled it. We'll talk about Rathbone in more detail in a second, but Rathbone set up Fossil. And the Foss, that, that I said to Nick at the time, that that, that finish from Fossil was disgusting. It would just, yeah, it just, I just kind of, it just like an arrow. It was unstoppable. As soon as it left his foot, boom, three-one, game over. Yeah, like you say, we're starting with um, up Benny's run. He's he started his run really deep, and mm. West Brom players just sort of back off from him, don't they? Mm. And you'll sort of open up the pitch in front of him, um, and then he has that absolute rocket of a shot, which cannons off the post. Um, and then it's recycled by first Falzu and then Rathbone. Then Rathbone plays. A, I mean, starting just go back to Chio. Like, I think Chio actually hits his pass, intending it to go all the way out to Falzu, but mm. Rathbone sort of just picks it up and then yeah. recycles it to Ogbeni to begin with. And then Rathbone's involved again, so he's completely in thick of it after coming back from injury and not refusing to play. Um. <laughs> Um, and then, yeah, I mean, with Fozzo, it, it's a great finish, but it's not a great finish with how he hits the ball, if I'm being completely honest. Because he sort of just <laughs> toe pumps it and it goes in. Um, and he had the celebration of someone who definitely hasn't scored in two years because he just <laughs> yeah. didn't celebrate it. Uh, celebrate no, it it. no, and it's sort of Lindsay and Hugel have pushed him over going, go on, have yeah. your moment, you've just scored. Um, it were almost like a, a little bit of an Aussie 2-2 moment without quite the grandeur of Wembley, you know. Um, but I'm just happy to see Fozu score, if I'm being mm. honest. That'll be a huge confidence boost to him. Um, and hopefully he chips in with a, with a couple more as well, because now he's got that confidence. Just needs to hit the ball, not with the tip of his toe. And that, I think right. that way is a modern It's a modern way. Mm. You should see, see it, it's, it's a It's sort of a controlled topo. Because when you when you toe poke it, you get a ridiculous amount of power on it, but you don't get any. You generally don't get any accuracy. The modern way mm. of, of players of, of sort of championship level and maybe low end Premier League is it just rifles it up because not only does you get a ridiculous amount of power, it gives it lift as well. I don't mm. know. I might, I might be giving. Too it, much it, it might not be a toe punt in the traditional sense, where when you crack a ball a bit too hard, it breaks your big toe. <laughs> you, like you like say, it lifts it up, so it might get slightly underneath it because. Mm. Effectively, the keeper is expecting you to go low and hard. Yeah, exactly. But if, but if you get underneath it and it goes effectively high and hard, then you know it, it's effectively, in a sense, unsavable because it just clips the crossbar as it goes in as well. Yeah. So in that sense, it is a fantastic goal. But the way the football coach used to teach me, never toe punt it. So <laughs> no, I'm, I'm no. a bit. Mm. But yeah, <laughs> if, if there is modern modern method behind the madness, then he's done it very very well. Yeah. John Morales has controlled Topo. Matt, do you realise what you just said? <laughs> I know, but I, but I, I just I see it too often for it for it not to be an accident. There's too many people that do it that, that do it like that. Again, I might be you know, Fossil seems too good a player just to be just you know sticking a taunt in or an open at best. Um, you don't need any lift back, though, do you? That's it. I, I, there's, there's clearly method behind it because because people because people do it. Um, but again, it's. A controlled toe puck is probably not the right term for it. Um. 
One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Picture the scene all of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. You know, Chris Tether says, what about the three blocks just before Chia hit the mm-hmm. post, Mick? Now, this does bring us on to Mr. Rathbone popping up yeah. on 65 minutes or whatever it was. <laughs> the ovation he got when he went to warm up was ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and it, it sort of take, maybe takes a shine away from Conor Coventry and Jamie Lindsay, but when Rathbone came on, he was so so good again. I, it was just he was he's been off injured for a month. And he's just throwing himself into tackles left, right, and centre. <laughs> just he's just an absolute madman, isn't he? Yeah, the words right out of my mouth. Absolute madman. Um, but he, he just brings that energy in there, and there was plenty of energy in there yeah. this time. Um, let's not overlook. And I know you won't. I know you'll come on to it. But but Jamie Lindsay was outstanding. Absolutely outstanding on on Friday, um, and we basically just brought another Jamie Lindsay on, mm. um, which is possibly one of the reasons why they just threw a towel in because, you know, it, it, Jamie Lindsay made it hard enough, and then on comes Oli Rathbone, um, and and those those three challenges, no quarter was given by them or us as well. But, uh, to be to be fair to West Brom, they they went into Did they that. went into the challenges in the same fashion and got up, dusted themselves down, and got on with it. You know, it was proper football um, in 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 the in the build up to it, and then we saw some real class. I thought that the run from Ogbeni, like you say, was outstanding. The shot was an absolute bullet. Came back off, rattled the post, and then then the, then the little interplay between um, uh, Ollie Rathbone and Fosu and and the finish was just great, fantastic. So, yeah, what a question. What can you say? There's no else to say, is there? Ollie Rathbone, he's just Ollie, and he just he just he causes havoc for the opposition whenever he goes. Yeah, he just shows how important player he is, Ben. Again, I'm not, we, we are going to talk about these other players because they deserve credit, but Ollie Rathbone takes you to another level. Whether whether you whether your start level is not very good, and he just brings you up it, or the or the start level was really really good for an hour. And he just he it did get better when he came on, and we we talk about Ben Wiles maybe over egging him because he's not been playing for a while. But Ollie Rathbone is is so so important to, to us. Yeah, uh, moment, football is a game of momentum, and yeah. like I don't know if anyone watched the the Chelsea not Chelsea Liverpool Arsenal game earlier. Mm. Momentum is so big, and once you have a little spark like that. It, it, it honestly, it's unreal because it gets everybody else up. It gets the fans up, especially when you're at home. Yeah. It gets the fans up. It gets everybody else ready to go, you know. And it just gives you that little bit of edge. And he just gives it twenty four seven. And listen, him and Lindsay in middle together would looked ridiculous. They were ridiculous. Um, mm. I don't know why that's not there more often because, especially in the in the fight that we're in, relegation battle. I don't know why you want anyone else in. Because it's, you know what I mean? Teams like West Brom. That's teams like West Brom. But teams like West, teams like West, you know, I, I, I mean that in a good way. Teams like West Brom, you know, who high up in the league, you know, chasing playoffs, coming down to Rotherham. Is, oh, what, these are 20th in league or going to be three points. 
you know, we can't sometimes we can't play football with some of the teams in this division, so you just need to outfight them. And with Rathbone and Lindsay, I think he'd be so good. But he's unreal, yeah. Rathbone. He's, he's unreal. Yeah, he is. Nicholas I don't know Skimbo. if he's got any lungs or what, but Jesus Christ. Because he was throwing his head and body at one point worried me from getting a card as as, as he does. Yeah. Um, Nicholas uh, Nicola, Nicola Elliott, sorry, says Ollie coming on at the end and and the lift he gives is similar to what, what when Frex returned. Mm. Yeah, we've talked about the, the, the Frex comparison. It's just growing and growing, isn't it? Especially especially we he plays further forward than he did last season. Matt Till really trusts him more than the previous management, a bit further further forward. Um, yeah, he's so it's so important. We've got we've got to keep it. You wrap him in cotton wool. Um, because you've just got to have Ollie Rathbone. Even if it's to 20 minutes, Danny, we saw yesterday. You know, if that game weren't balanced and it were 1-1, it, it would have still done the same sort of thing. It would have still taken us to that other level. And it just gives an extra whatever percent. And we've got, we've got to keep him fit. Yeah, <clears throat> we do. I mean, we've seen how up and down we've been without Ollie in the team. Um, mm. And like Ben says, that game of momentum, I think we got a momentum boost when Ollie came back on. We got a momentum boost when he was warming up. Exactly. You know, yeah. <clears throat> it was like a player we'd not seen for about six years has returned to the club. <laughs> but when Georgie got his first um, team sheet at New York, mm. you know, it was like, right, here we go. And Ollie did exactly that when he got on the pitch. He got himself stuck in straight away, as he does. Um, got his um, effectively weekly booking um, and just got going with it and got really got his teeth into it. And I was a bit fearful of him pushing himself a little bit too hard. Yeah. It's like you've just come back from a groin injury that you've had to have an injection for, and he's here, there, and everywhere already. So it must be a lot better since the injection. Mm. I hope. Um, and you said he had an injection. Yeah, it, it was. Um, Why he didn't want to play? No, well, yeah. well, if he didn't want to play, cash. that's what it were then. Yeah, I, I mean, if he didn't want to play before, he must have signed a new contract because now he's off and away, isn't he? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just it, it was just all about to be an Ollie, um, mm. and it might warrant a start on Monday if he's starting fit. Um, yeah. maybe not. I don't think. Um, because it might be a little bit too much to do. You know, sixty minutes. Because when did he come on? He came on for about thirty-ish, not like that. Yeah, but he came on for about thirty minutes, didn't he? So yeah. maybe it's a bit more of a push to give him sixty. But you know, last way to see. He's dead bad as well. His dad tweeted that he'd been hospital over weekend as well, which is obviously not not something that I was yeah, I not to deal with as well. But he's mm. he's fine now, so See, yeah. best wishes to Mick. Yeah, um, best wishes to Mick. Not this Mick, brother Mick. No, no probably obviously. <laughs> um, yeah. We'll start yes. saying Baz so we don't get them confused. Yes. Uh, yeah. um, Donna from the uh, Splashes Swim School, especially that tackle that saw him almost do the splits. <laughs> yeah. fell by That's not Is what you it... want when you've got a bad groin, to be honest. I felt that at the time. Never mind. Yeah. Good grief. Um, uh, Sam Hadfield, if Rathbun hadn't been injured for a month, we'd be safe by now. It's quite possibly true. Mm. Um, few more, few other comments. John Morell says, the Tesco, Tesco bags did their best to upset Hugo. It was comedy gold. Yes, it was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Troop Thrower from Explorer says, uh, "Let's hope we he continues to score. That's on that's on Hugo. We need to uh, we need more points for safety." Um, Carl, apart from the penalty, it felt like we were we were in control for most of the game. Um, and all over West Brom at times. Yeah, I agree. Josh Insliff, I think he's right. Ajay was horrendous, which was not. I, I almost didn't enjoy. I know it helped us win the game, 
But I don't like seeing Sammy have a bad game. I just like him too much. Um, he really did help. Yeah. Anyway. Mm. Um, Jamie Lindsay, um, Tom Hanfield says, Jamie Lindsay, uh, for, me, for him, won pretty much every battle in the middle of the park. Again, shows how important he is, especially if Rathbun isn't in. Yes. Mm. Um, mm. Harry says, Con- Connor Coventry was excellent. And John Morell says, local radio, which is down where John is in Birmingham, recovering game and said, Coventry was excellent, ran the midfield and they couldn't get near him all game. Yeah, Mick, it's time to give Connor Coventry some praise. Mm. Um, mm. First, Maybe first 20 minutes, half an hour, I don't think it was great. But second half, he was one of the best players on the pitch. That was easily his best 45 minutes in a red and white shirt. Mm. He was much more combative. He looked after the ball a lot, a lot more. A couple of wayward passes at times, but I can I can forgive that a little bit. Um, that's what we want. That that is what that's the blueprint for Conor Coventry. Maybe for his entire career, I don't know, but certainly for Robin United, that is what we have to see from him going forward. Yeah, it is absolutely. It was excellent, absolutely excellent, and and it's it's really difficult to spot a player like Conor Coventry having a good game because yes. because that kind of player you don't really see him. They do the dirty work. They don't really excel, you know. I mean, they don't really stand out. Um, and 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 to be fair, he didn't really stand out. He just did what he had to do, and he did it well. Um, but the key to it, like you said, was it, it, it wasn't nishing out of ch- uh, challenges, would he? He was getting stuck in, um, and and he was he was he's breaking up play, keeping the ball well, and, and knocking it about well. He just did everything that you would expect of a player playing in that position. Um, and he did it well, uh, and his delivery for the uh, certainly for the first goal was excellent. So yeah, it was definitely his best game uh, in a red and white shirt. And hopefully, we can take some confidence from that and kick on, mm. uh, because there's no doubt <laughs> there's no doubt he's a quality footballer, you know. And I know that like you said we've dug him out before on this podcast, and it's not necessarily because of his quality. It's it's perhaps more about his commitment, and his commitment yeah. was definitely there on Friday. Mm. Go on, Ben. How, how no, I, just, I don't think people. you can judge the player's commitment from the stands. Yeah, yeah, no. You can't. It, it, it's can. our view. The thing, yeah, your view. And the thing is also, yeah. uh, sometimes in that position, that, that role, sometimes they're given different roles every game. Sometimes it's man-marked, sometimes it's, you know what I mean? So sometimes you don't see him or sometimes you might think he's playing bad, but he's actually doing his job. Mm. It might look like he's playing bad, but he's doing his specific job. I wonder whether because because we are comparing we are essentially comparing to Richie Smallwood. I know that might be boring to some people, but that that that's the that's the role he is playing. And when Richie Smallwood here, the Richie, thing Richie Smallwood could do was he could go and take that game. He could do a bit of Rathbone, but but obviously deeper. He could take that game by a scruff at neck, win four or five tackles, and the whole stadium gets up and the whole team gets up. I don't think Conor Coventry has got that ability to get everybody else up. I think he really, really relies on other teams. This is part of probably because of his age. Be honest, but I think because the whole team was up, that helped him come drag along a little bit and maybe improve his performances. Now he's only twenty-two and he's not he's not played too much football at sort of senior level, so maybe that will come. Um, but I think maybe Danny that we need to play well to get the best out of him, which is a really obvious thing, maybe a little bit. But mm. that, that's 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 the purpose of this loan, maybe to, to teach him that. Yeah. Um... I mean, it goes back to confidence, really, doesn't it? You know, he yeah. seems to have confidence when the people around him and the team around him are doing well, which I suppose actually makes him quite a decent team player, you know, because mm. he sort of bounces off the team and but the team bounces off him at the same time, if that makes sense. 
Um, but yeah, but as soon as his confidence is up, he's he shines through and proper shows why you know he's had minutes with a Premier League team that's. Because they're not doing too well at the minute, if I'm being completely honest. But you know, if I but done really well in their academy system, should I say, and mm. made that step up. Um, but yeah, his, his loan towards is probably toughening him up a little bit. Um, but also get him out somewhere that is going to be in dogfight. Mm. But so that builds him up as a player as well and gets him different level of experience in football because it's all well and good winning all the time. But you still need that dogfight mentality, which I think he is starting to get. If I'm being honest, because mm. Hull wasn't his his uh, his best game, but no. his massive step up in the West Brom game is a bit. Hmm, maybe yeah. maybe it's clicking. He'll lose it at times, of course he will, which is why I'm never too harsh when um, I give him a bit of stick. But he's he's I can see it. He's getting there. Mm. If I'm being honest, he's he's getting there, and I think the next step up for him would actually be to score a goal. If I'm being if I'm being honest. Gets a goal, is away, I think. Yeah, possibly. Uh, John Morell says, it's so good to have Ben back to correct Mick. I highly recommend it. Yeah. <laughs> um, John Morell says, yeah, looking looking, looking like he could be play, playing against us next season, West Ham, possibly. Um, possibly so. Any other performances you want to pick out? Uh, we've gone through a lot of them. Cam Humphries was a sensation again. Make big thumbs up about that one. Blackett um, as well, to be fair, when he Blackett came was great on. when he came on. I thought he was quietly good. I don't think he. I don't think he stood out. But if he's going to be just reliable like that, then we're quids in, aren't we? Really mm. makes you wonder why he's not been playing though. His fitness, he's not been fit because he's not going to because he's not playing any games. He's, he's been building with match fitness. Mm. It might be. It might be time for the deep end if Bright is out for the rest of the season as well. Yeah, well, we'll be seeing Mr. Wood certainly back on the bench. Mm. Yeah, this is yeah. rubbish. Where's this? This is awful. It's, this is, in my opinion, I don't know. First of all, I might be wrong when I'm saying this. I'm not involved in the club or whatever. But in my opinion, the from the outside looking in, the way Taylor's dealt with this Wood situation, and I'm, I could be completely wrong. It's really poor, really poor. Yeah. It's a club legend. It could still give you 45 minutes a game, or not even mm. a year, 90 minutes a game, and he's a good player. For him to not even be in squad is is from the outside in, he's poor, and we've seen him leaving early sometimes from the stadium. I don't know how him. That's never good. Your, your leaders never leave early. So looking well, from the outside in, it looks like this has been dealt with really poor. Is he leaving the stadium Could itself early, or leaving the stand for the changing room early? Stadium. Okay. Anyway, we ain't got time for this tonight, Ben. You make an, you make some interesting points, which some I agree with, some I don't. But we ain't got time to talk about it tonight. Oh. <laughs> uh, sorry. One more, right. one more point. I don't know about the the wonder save from uh, from Victor in that second half, where <laughs> <laughs> he had to be sure he had to cover his post just in case. Oh, ball might have been in stand, might have already been there, but he had to get over just to be safe. I mean, it, yeah, it was, it was fantastic covering as a goalkeeper. I mean, ball, ball had already back at stand when he started his dive, which it, it was, it, it was. I mean, it, it's it's right up there with Jordan Hugel, that one. That, as, um, yeah, um, as, as gamesmanship, shall we say? Yeah, John Durrell, that was his Superman impression. We have to mention Victor because he, he had his family across for the weekend. Some of them are going, will be there for the, for the Norwich game as well. He, he came to Blue Coats after the game and stayed until about eight o'clock at night, half seven, eight o'clock, just, just sat talking to people, you know, just having selfies with fans and 
going on FaceTime and speaking to people. Um, just, we, we love his family. We, we've got to know his family a little bit and they're just some of the best people ever. They're just so good. And Victor's just, I, I, say, I said to you, Mike, I can't make that, I can't believe how good he is with people. I know, I know it's sort of his job a little bit, but he's just mm-hmm. happy to sit and talk to anybody about anything. And I just, just so much yeah. time for him. It's just great. Yeah, it's fantastic. Absolutely top draw. Um, spending all that time and, you know, like I said, first time in people's families and all sorts of stuff from, yeah, it's, um, it, it goes above and beyond really, to be fair, because, really you know, cool. in that position, it must be, surely you would think it's a pain in backside to have to do that sort of stuff. But uh, no, he just gets on and enjoys it, doesn't he? Smile yeah. on his face. So, top man. I mean, I mean, just taking the time out to FaceTime our last while she was at work, mm. you know, um, <clears throat> it, to have a player like that where obviously he's come to the pub after with his family, um, thankfully we won, so he didn't actually, actually allow himself to show his face and didn't make any howlers. Um, but just to have that sort of mentality where I, I suppose we look at Premier League things where, you know, the players, we all know the players are completely out of reach. But to have that more um, almost personal connection with players and seeing how human they are, from seeing them on the telly, it almost dehumanises them. But to have them in person with you, you just see that they they are really good people, especially Victor and his family. And just to have that, just in a a pulpit, we're just excellent, you know. Mm. And just to have the time for people to like um, do FaceTime calls, do signings and everything, just ace. And then to make up a chant for his dad, Victor, well done. We'll be using that on the bus on Monday. Which one was that? Was that Victor's dad? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Victor's dad. No. <laughs> Same uh, thing. <laughs> uh, Donna said when he met her grandson, he was always six years old and a goalkeeper. Victor said that one day he'll go watch him when he's playing a pro. He probably won't because it'll be years down the line, but that's a gosh, great thing to say to a kid. Yeah. He's just got away with people. And I just want to give that a shout out. We all know how great he is, but we just want to give him a shout out. Um, and we'll see his, if you're going to Norwich, you'll, you'll see the rest of the Swedes there as well. Um, mm. Be good. Right, back to the serious business, Ben. The relegation battle has got properly serious now. Um, we are now sitting, we are in pole position. There's, that sounds a bit cocky, really, but if you look at the table, we are in the posi- the, best, the best position of the of the threatened teams. Hull are, never, are not threatened, they're, they're level above. You've got Reading on 41 points, obviously, the points deduction. QPR on 42 points. Huddersfield on 42 points. Cardiff on 42 points. And Rotherham on 44 points. Uh, Blackpool and Wigan are probably dead and buried, to be honest with you. Um, <coughs> that, why was, we were saying a few weeks ago that maybe 45 points will do you, maybe 47. Getting close to 50 now. These teams, Huddersfield are picking up points. Cardiff are picking up points. Cardiff only played Blackpool. Reading drew against Birmingham. It was a home game. Which they may have targeted for more, but they did pick up a point. Um, how are you feeling about the big picture? Um, maybe we're not just two wins, or maybe it is going to be two and a bit. Or what do you think? Uh, I think the Cardiff game, that's it, really. I think if you win the Cardiff game and you get a couple of points here and there, I think we're safe. I think that's that's got to be circled in the calendar as, uh, as that's our season. Uh, I think I said this. I, I said this to Mick. I said the minute that they, I said this when Warnock, when the Warnock went to Huddersfield, the minute he went to Huddersfield, I tell you right now they're not going down, and they won't go down. 
So I think Huddersfield are out of it. I, I don't call, don't class them as relegation rivals. I don't think they'll go down. Okay. But, um, I think it's. I think the Cardiff game. I think the Cardiff game. That's it. And we've been here before many times. Uh, got experience in these. Regardless of how much you wanna, how much it looks like you wanna um, exclude certain veteran players who have been in this position multiple times. Um, you do need them in your squad, <coughs> Woody. Um, because they've been here before, they've been here before, they've been successful and they've been unsuccessful. No, it's a serious point because he's been successful at this and he's been unsuccessful. He knows what works, and you just you need that, you need that experience, you need that um, that lack of nerves, if that makes sense. Mm. That lack of um, not nerves, but like experience, I guess, is the word I'm looking for. You don't because this is the one place where you don't want lack of experience because this is all mental now. This is why I keep trying to play Pelty, in it. This is why I want to play Pelty apart of other words. Other wood, really? Well, that that's, is, other, that's, that's other. That's other. Pelty in the division more than Woody. If I'm being, yeah. if I'm being, yeah, um, Matt Squires and Nicholas Skidmore are calling out QPR as the team that that are in serious bother. Yes, they are. <laughs> The question is, Danny, I mean, they could go the rest of the season without winning, but can they really go for the rest of the season without winning? It's been such a... This this run is so, so bad. At some point, it's got... Even if it's just a couple of wins, they've got... My mind tells me that they can't continue being this bad for the last six games of the season, but maybe they can. Maybe, maybe they can. I mean, we were absolutely appalling <clears throat> in the sixteen seventeen season. True. To bring yeah. back everyone's memories of that, but um, and even then, we couldn't really string a win and a draw together. No, you know. But like you say, QPR in such a huge free fall. It's sort of like, like you say, it's like it's that mentality of they have to win at some point. No. <laughs> you know, they have to get something at some point. But so far, they haven't. Um, but my one fear is, like, like you've just said, um, if they do get that win by whatever means necessary, because it has happened to some of us, you know, it happened to us at, um, at Stoke, we won that by any means necessary. If QPR get a result like that, does that Egamon to get another win? And does that win, yeah. two wins become three, etc.? Um, but they've only got six games. Do you want to know their fixtures? It, to pull it round, and what are their fixtures? I think that I think that these are tougher than ours. They've got West Brom away tomorrow. West Brom will need a reaction after Friday. Yep. They've then got Coventry at home. Coventry, you don't want to play Coventry particularly. Mm. Norwich at home in a midweek game. Norwich are going to be fighting for for the playoffs. Burnley at home, which could mm. very well be Burnley's crowning game. It could be the game they close title potentially. Uh, Stoke away and finish with Bristol City at home. Yeah, but are they tough? You just because you're just building know. a narrative. Bar Burnley. Maybe Norwich, you're just building a narrative. Coventry, that's a tough game. But if you look at well, it, Coventry, for us, West Brom, West Brom away was one of the best, game, one of the worst games of the season. West Brom were brilliant. Mm. Coventry at home for us, Coventry were brilliant. Coventry go to QPR. Coventry, were fair, Co- Coventry pulled it round against us away as well. Yeah, correct. You know, Nor- Nor- Norwich on the day are a very, very good team. As a good Burnley could clean the tile. Stoke have turned it around. They're one of the form teams in the entire division at the minute. Again, that's not until the end of the month, but and then Bristol City are well, they've still got the streaky Lee Johnson. West West Brom are also the sixth best home team in the league. This it's season. tough running. We we've got Wigan and Cardiff. That's that's why our running's a bit better is, is better because you've got two teams down there. 
Um, Ben's smiling because he doesn't agree. No, it's just how you look at it, isn't it? I, I yeah. wouldn't class that as tough because it's end of season and it's football. So, it's when we play Burnley on a Tuesday night, that's not tough. Yeah, that I said except Burnley. Okay, fair enough. Um, the fixtures for Monday are Huddersfield are the early kickoff, which I assume is on Sky. They are home to Blackburn. Blackburn lost on Friday to Norwich. Uh, Cardiff hosts Sunderland. Uh, I'll mention Blackpool, but I think they're dead and buried. Blackpool go to Luton, which is going to, again, very, very, very tough. Reading go away to Preston. Preston are a good, uh, an average average home team. So that could be interesting. Uh, QPR go to West Brom, as I've already mentioned. Wigan host Swansea. Um Mick, we we think when you're going to win at home, when you're only two points clear, you think oh, you know it's a relegation battle. So if we win, most other teams won't pick up too much. That that'll increase to four points. It could increase to five points. It increased by one point. It just shows how crucial it was, and you just got to keep that going. You got to keep. If we go on a three game unbeaten run, four game unbeaten run, even if they're draws, you're ticking over while other teams aren't going to win. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Two two or three wins we need. We we, we really do um, to, to just to make ourselves safe. Um, you know that I, I don't think Cardiff are going to be anywhere near at the end of the season. No, uh, I really don't. Um, how they've ended up down there? Well, I'm going to say it's beyond me. It's not because when we were when we saw them play at their place, they were they were awful. Um, it was just that we were more awful. Uh, it's probably one of the worst games of football I've ever seen. That, that game, um, other than Blackpool, away. other than Blackpool, which we just oh, just yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, QPR are the issue, aren't they, in this relegation yeah. battle? Um, because they have got some quality players in that squad. Um, we just have to hope that Gareth does his usual trick and saps all the quality out of them. Yeah, but maybe uh, that's the problem. Yeah, I think that is the problem. I think it is, yeah. yeah. Mm. He, he wants no, not even taking it out, the fact that they've got talent. They expect they should be winning games. The, the town's been injured. Chair's been injured for a long time. Willock's been injured for a long time. But that's then... that's also the danger as well because if they have got that quality. So if it suddenly mm. clicks, that's where you know that any win, any means necessary win could come from. Mm. Yeah. So, so I, I, I wouldn't write off QPR just yet. No. no. Being honest, I feel uh, like Huddersfield are more of a threat than QPR. Yeah. You think they're right? going? I think they are. Huddersfield. Yes, they are. Uh, I'll give you Reddings running. Reddings again is very interesting. Sam Hillfield says that tough running, lots of injuries. I mentioned they go to Preston tomorrow. They then host Burnley, host Luton, which is thir- first and third, is it? Or first and fourth. Mm-hmm. Um, they then have Coventry away, which again is a tough place to go. Their last two games could be blockbusters. They've got Wigan at home and Huddersfield away at their last two games. Um, but then we was playing Cardiff. And then Wigan at last two games again. We could we, we could be saying the same sort of thing. Um, it's down to us. It's down, it's down to, to us. us. Listen, we we've talked and talked about the way Rotherham United played over the last few games. They came out on Saturday and they went in. They got into into players into the opposition's face. They played with intensity. We pressed high. We we, we did everything that we've been. We put balls into the box. We had we had shots on goal. All the things that we've been asking for, we did. We just need to keep doing that, and and it, and it's not a big ask, but but what happens is, and what has happened, is that we go back into our shell and we don't do any of those things mm. for the full ninety minutes of games. We can't afford to do that once more this season until we're safe. 
We cannot afford it. Every game has to be played with the same intensity and the same intent that we played yesterday, uh, on Friday, sorry. You know, we can't be going to Norwich and sitting down and sitting back. We need to play in exactly the same way. If we sit back, we will lose. It's as simple as that. We will lose. So you might as well lose going forward and attacking. That's my view. I mentioned on on the instant reaction, I maybe didn't word it as well. I said they were too good to go down this team, which is obviously not true. But they have got more than enough ability to stay up. They they don't have to play well. This is the thing with this team. They don't have to play well to win. And the, the difference is, if you look at previous seasons, every single time under the previous management, we had to be at 100%, 110% to get three points. Even at sometimes they get a point. Whereas this team, the Sunderland games is a really good example. We weren't very good against Sunderland, but we beat a really, really, really good Sunderland team. Mm. In the first half against West Brom, I don't think we were amazing, but we still more than matched a team that were chasing for the playoffs. That's not a team that's going to go down. If if they go down, they've if if they do go down, this team they've got to give themselves such a long hard look in the mirror because they they should be nowhere near relegation zone. That includes the management as well. I don't think we will go down, but I, we shouldn't go down. We just shouldn't, and I I, I don't think we will. I've got I, I mentioned it earlier. I might need taking down a peg. I've got so much confidence in this team to pick up enough points. I can't see us not picking up at least six more points this season. I just can't see us not doing that. Whether it's a win and a few draws, I've just got so much confidence in the players to just turn up. Um, you know, it's funny you it's said not, that. I've just noted us down as getting six more points this season too. <laughs> I can see that. Come on, Ben. I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's all good. It's all no. good players turning up, but if they don't turn up as a team, then it doesn't matter. I think I think relegation battle is not about how much you've got good you've got on you, how much good players you've got on your team. It's more about how you play as a team. Mm. Yeah, again, going what, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the quality should see us through as well, though. I think that's the difference. We we have, we have, we've had heart before, and the heart didn't work because we didn't have the quality. Didn't have the quality. We've now got the quality. Yeah, mm. yeah, but you can have heart. There's, there's a difference between heart and playing as a team. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think a yeah. certain. I think a, I think a certain veteran player knows that he's not in the squad, but that's a different thing. Okay, John Mills says he'll ask me on Twitter tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I could see us losing tomorrow. You don't, you don't want to go to Norwich. You know, you've got, obviously got to. Norwich is a tough place to go. We've gone long, but so we'll sort of wrap this up relatively quickly. But Danny, Norwich is a tough place to go. They won on Friday. Then I sit a point behind Blackburn uh, mm. in the last in, la, in the last playoff spot. They're going to be well up for it. You know that Norwich. I mentioned it's a tough place to go. What would you want? We all want three points. What would you realistically see? Could, could you see a nick in a point? Could you see a nick in, nick in all three? Um, like you say, Norwich is a tough place to go. It's ever so slightly less tough than New York Stadium, which is quite funny. Um, because we're 12th best down team and Norwich are 13th. <laughs> um, don't really score much at home, but they concede, they concede. We don't really concede much either, from being honest. Um, I mean. <sighs> It's one of them things where, like, just to bounce off what Ben said about having heart and quality and, and etc., we've got the heart and the quality to be in the relegation scrap, but be ever so slightly on the cusp of it, like mm. on the cusp of survival, effectively. Whereas Norwich are the opposite; they're on the cusp of the playoffs, yeah. so they've got the heart to try and, and the desire and, and sort of performance level to try and get into the playoffs. So it's a very different end of the spectrum for both mm. teams. Um, 
And I suppose it, it boils down to how well can we apply the quality that we see at home away. Mm. So far, not very well. But the away games that we have won, we've played exceptionally well in Stoke and Sheffield United. And then the games where we've got draws, for example, the first point uh, from being behind came, came away at Swansea. So it's um, it's one of them where if our application's on point, we'll get at least a point. If our application isn't on point, we won't get any. Mm. So it, that boils down to where we are on the day. I can see us getting a point tomorrow. And I'd be happy with a point minimum. If we get a win, I'm over at Moon, absolutely. Mm. But I think we need to at least aim for a minimum of a point tomorrow. Never, never aim for the point itself. Aim for the minimum of the point. Aim for the win, but drop back on the point if you have to. So at the point we are at the point in the season. I've said point a lot. Um, we're at the stage in the season. I'll say that instead, where every point matters. So if yeah. you can't get all three, for example, away at Norwich, get the one. Keep it ticking mm. over because that's where it counts now at the end of the season. Yeah, you should point out this is the highest points total. You've said points again. Someone, someone check back a tally. Yeah, uh, we, the last time we had this many points in a season in the championship was under Neil Warnock. The last two seasons we finished on 42 points, I think 40 points, and went down with them. Um, so it would be really frustrating to get this amount of points and still go down, even though it's, it was an improved total. Um, yeah, I mean, Mick, again, just maybe wrap this up in a minute, we'll get some predictions. But in this, this season of Matt Taylor, when we've won a game, there's been something else after. It's not very often we win and then lose straight away. It's been a win and a, and a second win or a win and a draw and a good performance. Um, I mentioned last week about being streaky. That that seems to be, and I think that's that's why I think we'll stay up. Um, mm. do, do you think we could continue to see a, a continuation of that streakiness? Um, maybe, but I mean, I want six more points. Then then you can be as streaky as you like. You know, <laughs> um, I, I just I think if 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 we can play with the same intensity tomorrow uh, on Monday against Norwich, I, I'm I we'll we'll get a win. You know they've got they've got issues in terms of injuries. They're under pressure because they're they're tipped to go straight back up because they are the yo-yo team. Um, they're already in the playoffs at the moment. You know they're, they're under pressure. Um, so if if we can if we can play with that same intensity, then we can get something out of the game. No 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 question about it. Mm. But if we don't play like that, we'll get battered. Yeah. Mm. So. Yeah. We'll see. John Morell says they played them this season. We said we played well, had a chance at Norwich, got absolutely battered. When they when they turn up, they are real quality. Tomorrow, tomorrow doesn't decide where you finish. No, and that's the thing, Ben. As fans, we this is as a player, you've got to turn up to win. But if we lose tomorrow 2-1, 2-0, that's are we upset? And there'll be reasons, you know, we'll all look at the reasons why we lost the game. But winning and losing at Norwich doesn't define your season necessarily, especially away games, especially our away record as well. No, yeah, definitely. If it, if we lose tomorrow, it's not, you know, <laughs> you don't put kids out because you, you know, you're already down. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. not one of them at all. Uh, it's just, I don't know, it's just a, just a game, isn't it? It's just a, not, it's, a, it, it's, it's not a, a game, it? yeah, but it's not, it's not Cardiff game. Like I, I yes. wouldn't have it circled on the calendar or yeah. on your schedule, but, um, it's not. It's also if you win. It's like when it's like, it's like the um, the Sunderland game. So if you lose, fair enough. You might have lost because they're a better team. They're they're higher in the division. That is what it is. But if you win, that's massive. That is honestly yeah. massive. It's a statement. It's massive. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a statement. It's massive. 
the the morale boost that it would give it would, would be unreal mm. and unmatched. Yeah, yeah. I, I was putting in terms of survival. We're we're obviously above what is it four team five teams that are below us in between us and the, in the relegation spot. Uh, one, two, three, four, four teams. All four of those teams have got to have better ends to the season than us. All four of them for us to go down. Mm. And that when you sort of work that, like, can you really see all four of them having better ends to the season? You, you just, I can't. Um, no, you can see you can see two of them having a yeah. better end, maybe even three. But but you, you, to, for all four of them to to better our results, it's it's a big ask. But yeah. we still got to get those results. Yeah. We're still going to go out there uh, and show what we're made of. And, and I think they will. I think they will. It's just it, we need to get hit some consistency. Yeah. That's the key. It's absolutely key. But I mean, that's everybody in this division is saying the same, aren't they? You know, there's only Burnley it consistency. That's it. Yeah. Even Sheffield United have been inconsistent. Yeah, um, correct. Yeah, well done to Burnley, by the way. We should say that. Well done to Burnley, getting promoted. Championship record. Um, the earliest the team's ever got promoted in the championship, which is brilliant for them. Um, but hopefully they'll they'll have the title wrapped up by the time they rock up to New York Stadium. That'd be lovely. Um, yeah. I saw the way they were celebrating after the game on Saturday. I hope they celebrate that much after the game prior to playing us, because um, that'd be fun. Uh, if we can take, if we can even take two points off Burnley, that would be unreal. That would be unreal. Yeah. If we can get a point out of that game, we nearly took be... all three off them if it weren't for that referee. Well, uh, yeah, I'm still angry about that. Anyway, by the way, uh, <laughs> Mike the Miller says, "Matt, you guys were pretty confident when we hit 40 points, full stones. Then look what happened." <laughs> I, 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 my confidence in terms of staying up has never faltered since we got to, since that since that QPR game. I am still I've still been as as confident that we will we will stay up because I just got faith that those performances are in this team, which we saw we saw on Friday. That performance is in this group of players. So if it's there, then it, we'll see it, we'll see that at least one more time this season, which will take us to forty seven points. If we can pick up another draw, another couple of draws somewhere, or maybe another win, that's done. That's that season over. That that's why my confidence is 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 so high. Um, look, I might be wrong. I might, I might I might be sitting near with egg on my face in in, in early May. Yeah. Um, Green down on fifty one points. <laughs> oh, can you imagine? You know what I mean? That that would be unreal. If the thing is, even if you do, it's it's that's fair enough. That is what it is. Yeah, yeah. I think I think the record's fifty four. I think I think to go yeah. down at that point. At that point, you just sort of say, "Well, it is what it is. It is what it is." Yeah. Um, if we, I mean, as it stands right now, we're on course for a fifty-two points on goal on points per game. Yeah, exactly. but if we pick up another six, I'm happy. Fifty is the key. Fifty, it's the magic yeah. fifty. There's really if if, if we stay on for a point a game and we've got seven games left, easy, easy peasy. We won't do that. If Reading and QPR win tomorrow, somebody check on Matt. <laughs> if we're somehow in the relegation zone tomorrow, I'll uh, just delete this episode from YouTube. Um, the rest of predictions. I thought we've got an hour and 20 minutes nearly here. Um, Mick, prediction. I'm going to work on the basis that we put the same performance in that we played on, put in on Friday. And I'm going to, I'm going to be I'm going to be positive because I'm always positive, as you know. I'm a positive person. Never, neg- never a negative thing comes out of my mind. My You're mouth. right. Uh, two one, Rotherham. Yeah, I'm fine, mate. I'm just being positive. Two one. Two one. Good grief. Interesting. Benjamin, I'm going to go nil nil. Dull. Dull, but um, would be a good result. 
Say again, sorry. I said it is dull, but it would be a good result. Yeah. It would, yeah. Danny? I'm going to say 1-1. One, one. I like it. I'm going to 1-0. Fancy has a clean sheet. I don't know why. Um, as people have mentioned in the comments, here's Jordan Hugel's former club, but he is quite well-liked. If, if you watch the Talk Norwich City podcast that came out in February time, he's very, very well-liked, um, which again might play in his advantage. You know, you don't know. have to wait and see. Um, Chris says 1-1, one, one, so does Kim Haywood. John S says 0-0. Nil, nil. John Morell says, sadly, Norwich 3-1, worst time to play them, as possible. Nicholas Skidmore says 1-1, one, one, but, uh, but the head says 2-0 to Norwich. Josh Hinchliffe says 3-1 win. Hugo with two, Ratham with the other. Uh, Pookie to score for them. They've got a keeper problems and defensive problems, mm-hmm. I should say. Gavin says 1-1 one, one, realistic. Harvey, Harvey IFC sorry, says 2-1 Norwich. We are Rotherham United. We don't make things easy. That's right. Jamie says another 3-1 win. Graham Lindley says 1-1. One, one. Michael Miller says 1-2 to Norwich. Uh, Kiwi says 2-1 to Norwich. Matt Squires says 0-0. Gaza. Thank you very much, Gaza. Says 4-1 to Rotherham. Nicely, Gaza. There, mate. <laughs> it's a tough afternoon. Um, just trying to, and try and enjoy the day. If you're going to Norwich, try and enjoy the day. It's a long trip. Try and Norwich. On a bank holiday. And then we... It don't get much easier. We've got a Luton coming to town next Saturday, which is not much easier. Might be harder. Um, but there all we part are. of the fun and games, isn't it? Yeah, it's all part of the championship. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, who've been with us. Please do subscribe. You're on YouTube already. Please do subscribe. We're creeping up to 950. We would like to get to a thousand before the end of the season, which is a bit of work from where we are. But if you if you haven't done if you haven't subscribed yet, please do go over and subscribe. Um, if you've got a second YouTube account, subscribe to that one and all. You know, get the get the numbers up. Um, yeah. yeah. If you're on iTunes, Spotify, and you're listening to this on the way to Norwich, safe travels, uh, and make sure you subscribe. And if you give it a five-star rating as well, that really helps sort of push the podcast up a little bit um, without having to do very much. We would very much appreciate that. Anything else, boys, that we need to mention, talk about? Don't forget, if you can, subscribe. Oh, sorry. Uh, subscribe. You know what I mean. Donate to Andy Womble's fundraiser for Dementia UK. Or subscribe as well if you want. Yeah. Uh, I will retweet yeah. that now. I will re- as Mick's going to roll titles, I will retweet the link now um, so that if anybody wants to see that, they can see it through our account. Or I think, is it Matt Squires on Twitter that's uh, tweeted it out? Uh, yeah, Matt's, mm-hmm. Matt's uh, tweeted it on, uh, put it out on Twitter. But uh, yeah, um, uh, it's uh, for, for Trevor Womble, top top Miller from the 70s, a hell of a player was, was our Trev. Um, so yeah, cracking cause. I have tweeted it out now. So if you're listening on the podcast, you will be able to see it. If you're on YouTube, you will now be able to see it. Um, yeah, Tom Rell, Ben being back will always uh, increase the popularity anyway, guys. <laughs> uh, we've got the Sky Blue Hub cheering us on tomorrow as well. We'll hopefully do us a favour. Coventry need to do us a favour as well with some of the teams they've got left to play as well. So we'll Yeah, absolutely. Do each other a favour and see you in the Championship next season, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, thank you everybody very much. Thank you for being with us, and thank you, Ben. Thank you, Mick. Thank you, Danny. We'll see you all next time. Ben won't be a problem. Um, up the Millers, up the Millers. You're with it. What's got around the back? And Richie Wood has done it again. The magic man has come up with another trick. Well, there's a chance to seal it. It's done. It's Georgie Kelly! Rotherham United's pathway back to the championship is opening up! Away.
paydays are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.